This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast. Uh, right, no introduction tonight. The show that is unprepared, probably. The show that <laughs> thought the season had finished. The show that thought it could bugger off and watch cricket without having to do podcasts all summer and then remembered that they hadn't done the final show of the season. Now, I'm Stanford Chidge, of course, and uh, tonight we will mainly be doing exactly that, actually. Um you know, I've got some lovely people. I'll tell you what's going. I'll tell you what's in the show in a minute. There's no pithy intro tonight. I've done enough of those all bloody season, and they ended up being the same one every week. So I'll just just go commando tonight, and not have one at all. But I have, as always, the absolutely sublime Mr. Jonathan Kidd. A lovely adjective, Chidge. Sublime. Yeah. On the show, thank you. No, your your background like, there, JK. Yeah. Which is, I assume the Caribbean or Hawaii. Yeah. And with your this this kind of new sleek look that you're wear, you're wearing tonight of the you know this kind of villainous spectre type person or whatever it suits you down the ground. You look like a villain who's broadcasting live from his hidden mansion Aye. on an island somewhere. Thank you, Tony. It's very nice of you to uh, to give me that um, that description for those listening at uh, on uh, on the radio. I have no clue what my background would be, but I'll tell them. <laughs> tell them. It's uh, it's it's crashing waves and a rather beautiful palm tree and um, and I've been uh, I've been filming today. I've been doing a um, an episode of Angel, which is on um, uh, Apple TV, and I was with Rafe Spall and Jim Ooh. Jim Broadbent. Oh, I was in today, and it was uh, very good fun indeed. What's it called again? It's called Angel. Oh, good, because I I have Apple TV, so I shall watch out for that. Yeah, have a look for that. Yeah, so uh, um, I'd get up at uh, crack of dawn and uh, and slightly knackered, but uh, it was really well worth it and fun. I was just playing a doorman, padded my part out a bit, had a few more lines. She said the director said to me, 
could you say hello to all the people coming in? I said, oh, with joy, with joy. Hello, sir. How lovely to see you again. I haven't seen you for some time. And, oh, madam, how lovely to see you all again. Then I had to say my lines, which were which were around the around the, the area of uh, of him coming in without a jacket. I'm terribly sorry, sir. You have to wear a, you're required to wear a jacket in the ballroom. And uh, and he goes, uh, oh, what's wrong with this? No, sir. So we have a house jacket for you that you could wear and he puts it on it's two sizes too small oh, oh. he says do i look any better and uh and uh we all go yes a lot better yes um then that was that was it but you know you think i've got two gags in this i'll try and work them in as much as i can so i actually said to the director could i say my line a bit earlier and then get another joke on the end of it i thought jonathan don't you should never have said don't stop stop you can't help it you cannot help it can you any opportunity to try and get another gag in and she said yeah, I'm not sure that's going to work, actually. Then, bless her cotton socks, later on she said, I think your joke might work, actually. Let's have a go at it. I went, yes. Good yes. girl. Good Fantastic. director. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, good director. But, yes, I've been doing that today. But um, but thank you. Yes, I was forced to have a shave, I think is what you're saying, Tony. And it's made, made my <laughs> made my moustache. And... Honestly, mate, it's taken days off you. Days, days, yeah. like hours, hours yeah. off me, surely. <laughs> hours, hours off me. Thank um, you. I know, we've, I, I know we've got I, me I, on the show. I know we've I, got you I, on the show. I'll, I'll introduce, I'll introduce Well, we know we've got Tony on the show as well. He introduced didn't, himself, didn't he? I didn't think we'd be back on, Chidge. I have to say this is no, a... Horribly this unprepared. It's completely un unprepared. I don't know what the fuck to Do you know what about. happened? Because I'm going to fuck up the introduction properly right now. Yeah, yeah, What yeah. happened was um, I, I kind of thought, I wonder if Dino's back in circulation. Because I know that Dino's been on internet for a while. So I texted him at the weekend when I'd had a few beers. And I said, mate, have you got that season predictions thing sorted? He said, yeah. Uh, didn't you, Dean? Yeah, I did. Well, I hadn't had it when you asked me, but I've, I've done it since. <laughs> <laughs> we said we should do a show, didn't we? Yeah, about time, I think. So here we are. Yeah. And I was going to have it as just me, JK and Dino. And then I thought, oh. I can't be. I can't do that. So I thought I'd give the others a chance to see if they wanted to come along and have some fun. And, and the Tony first was the on, only one. Tony always wants to have fun. You know, he is well, a, he's the living embodiment of a Cindy Lauper song. Exactly, it's the penultimate nights of peace and quiet. As my wife is in France, and I would only be sitting here probably hunting. Is through... she lost? Uh, yes, she. I, I believe she probably is lost and has been for several years. But at the moment, physically in France. I believe she's safely ensconced in the bar. Good girl. Good girl. Yeah. Well, I've got to say, it's it's beautifully lovely to have you all. I really did think we should we should just do another fucking show just to put the damn thing to bed. It would have been really kind of remiss and a weeny bit rude not to do it. So um, we're here. But there's another reason too, because I was kind of uh, as as fate would have it. Now this is this has been a point of some conjecture. More con this has been a point of more conjecture throughout the season than Chelsea's shite form. Which is, have we or have we not done a thousand shows? Well, the the answer is, as you know, because on a few shows back, me and JK worked it out. The reality is we've actually done 1,047. It's just that I can't count and fucked it all up. But in my running order for this season, it's been building up to this climax. And I found ourselves, uh, having done the last kind of Monday show, on 999. And I thought, well, we can't leave it there, like, because I'll do a few shows in the summer and they won't be like normal shows. So I thought, no, 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 we need to do one show where we're actually, we're doing it, as it, as it were. And uh, so it's the unofficial, official 1,000th show, chaps. So how do you feel about that? 
Chidge, we should have had cake and streamers. Yeah, but I've got cider to celebrate. I've got my scrumpy. I've just got a cup of tea. It's not the same, not the same is, it? is it? I've got a can of Pepsi Max, but... Yeah. It's a yeah, bit like my podding shed, which is still 99 you know, out. You know. you know what, Tony? I was really tempted to just like stay on 999 and then maybe yeah. just disappear next year. Just leave yeah, it just... tantalisingly on 999. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Leave, leave them wanting more. But the thing is, I know that it's not really the 1,000th show. I know that actually, really, having worked it out, it's actually the 1,047th, and we actually kind of yeah. technically missed it, which is very remiss. I mean, I love it. Let's let's not waste this as an opportunity to blow smoke up our asses. Let's not do that at all. Let's just do what we always do, which is talk about the football, and we're going to be doing that. As I said a minute ago, we're going to, it's, it's kind of a season review show, so... The first thing we're going to talk about, uh, at the beginning of the season, Dino sends us an email and requires us to answer certain questions, like how many trophies Chelsea are going to win. Uh, and we all answer them with absolute blind optimism. Uh, normally, we're not too far out. This year, it's going to be horrendous. Dino's going to tell us how awful we've all been. Yeah. Then we're yeah. going to look at uh, players of the year, most disappointing players, goal of the season. That'll be an easy one to do because they weren't that many. Uh, best and worst, best result, worst result, that kind of thing. Then we'll rate the season, and that'll be part one. And in part two, uh, we've got uh, nine emails to finish off the season in a bit of an in-off-the-post. So we'll be doing that. I might get the other boys to join, and otherwise they might just get really bored. But we'll see how that goes. So there you go. Uh, Now, as ever, don't forget you can uh, listen to the show live Live. every Monday and Friday at 7.30pm when the season's on, by going to Mixler, which is chelsea-fancast.mixler.com, where you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page, as so many of you do. And, of course, you can follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast, and you can listen and subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms. And make sure you leave us a glowing five-star review. JK? Um, Given that this is the thousandth show, could the next show be the 1,048th? Yes. Good, and we just carry on from it's there. It's like Pol Pot, isn't it? Yeah, the we just, yeah, we've, yeah. We, we eradicate the fact that it's, it's a thousand and just it's, it's the same as the yeah, it's the same as when I think it was the state of Florida uh, decided that the value of pi would be three rather than three point one four. It's just you know they just said no, fuck it, three point one four is just too awkward. Let's make it three. Yeah, and the same way that, that it made every th- calculation ever in the history of mathematics and astronomy and, and physics wrong. They just said no. Let's make it easier for you. I, I like that. And also, they changed when we changed the uh, the calendar, didn't we? From Julian to yes. the other one, and they to kept Roger. saying, "Give us back." Oh, yes, Roger. And Julia, yeah, give us back our 20, 24 days. Everybody said, "Yeah, yeah." It was that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Similar. people would be saying, "Give us back our forty-seven episodes of the fan cast." Be yeah, saying. exactly yeah, that. Exactly that. No, I shall make sure we're all wearing black pajamas in the next show, and we reset to one thousand and forty-eight. So there we go. Uh, right, uh, short break as always uh, for a bit of nonsense, and then we're going to be back. And uh, Dino is going to humiliate us publicly. I'm so looking forward to this. Welcome back, and uh, our, thus begins our kind of review of 
one of the most miserable seasons I can remember at Chelsea for many years. But let's not taint it just yet, because first of all, we've got uh, uh, what can only be described as a as a public humiliation uh, led by the ever so wonderful Dean Mears. Before I get Dean to I'm, actually, I didn't get a chance really to ask Dean how he is. Dean, Dino, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay now. Um, it's been a challenging time actually with no Wi-Fi and the signal where we've moved to is really bad, so we couldn't even use my phone. Uh, had where, to buy where have you moved to? We, I moved in, like I was living in Crawley, we moved to Maidenbough, which is still within Crawley, but oh, nearer, the, nearer the motorway. Um, but it's like sort of down a hill, so the signal sort of passes over the top of us. Uh, so we've had to buy a DVD player, uh, find someone with DVDs, uh, and was watching those for a few weeks. Uh, but yeah, all back up and running. Uh, luckily, there's no football to watch, um, so that was pretty terrible. Yeah, mate, so it's um, been tough. Yeah, but yeah, back to normal almost. Good. Well, it's really lovely to see you. It's been far too long. We've missed you. I know you've had, been doing all sorts of other things, so uh, it's lovely to get you on uh, now. Um, right then, do you want to do you want to start the public humiliation? You've got all the information, mate. I'm I'm flying absolutely blind. You are you are, as my T-shirt says, dread at the controls. Yeah, I've got a spreadsheet ready, so we're arseling it up at the minute. Um, this this do... could be done in the style of Full Metal Jacket, and you should be the drill sergeant telling us what maggots we are if i was old enough i would do that definitely hey tony he's had a little pig at me there isn't he? No, is no, he ever... he's right though tony there's only two yeah. things that come from texas steers and queers and you yes. don't look like no steer mate. <laughs> yeah so we did um usual sort of categories to league position uh goals scored goals conceded uh, how the top four looks how the bottom three would look uh, how would he get on in the League Cup, FA Cup, uh, Champions League? Who would be our top scorer? How many goals they would score? Uh, Who would be the player of the season? Then we also had uh, England in the World Cup because there was a World Cup in the middle of the season, uh, if you remember that far back. Forgotten it um, already, Dean? I had. When I looked at it, I didn't even forgot that was in this season, that World Cup. Um, so much has happened. Uh, and then all the answers are given points, uh, negative and positive, mainly negative this year. Uh, and then at the end, there's a total and there's a winner uh, that wins nothing and a loser that loses nothing as well. Um, Brilliant. There we are. So a bit uh, like a Super League then? It is, yeah. No relegation. <laughs> the league position is a good one to start on, given that you three are with me. Um, so Chidge, JK and Tony all said we'd come second in the league, um, which scored minus 50 points. <laughs> We're in a QI um, territory here, aren't we now? We are, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then we've got Marco, uh, Mark Meehan, Clayton and Alex, who all said we'd finish fourth, which was the highest score with minus 40, because we finished 12th, obviously. Yeah. Um, in terms of goals, so we actually scored 38 in the Premier League. Um, the best score was from JK, who said we'd score 68, which is minus 30. Um, and then Chidju was the, the worst performer there. You said we'd score 90 goals last season. Uh, which is minus 52 points. Uh, conceded, so we conceded 47. Uh, the best score was Alex, who said we'd concede 38, which is minus nine points. Uh, Dane was the lowest scorer with minus 23. Um, top four, so you got uh, 25 points if you got a correct team, uh, minus five if you didn't. Um, so in this one, the best performers were Chidge, JK and Tony, who had... Uh, Chelsea, so Chidge had Chelsea, Liverpool, City, Arsenal. So 50 points for City and Arsenal, minus 10 for Chelsea and Liverpool. Uh, JK had City, Chelsea, United and Spurs. 
so 25 for City United, minus 10 for Chelsea Spurs. And Tony had Liverpool, Chelsea, City United. Um, so again, 25 for City United and minus five for Liverpool and Chelsea. Oh. Um, bottom three, the best performer was actually me. So I had Brentford, Leeds and Southampton. Uh, so two teams, again, 25 points and then minus five for Brentford. Uh, the worst was Mark with minus 15. Uh, he had Fulham, Bournemouth and Everton. So no, no one in there yet. Everyone else had at least somebody. So Southampton, Leeds... Uh, or Leicester, uh, Alex, the only one predicting Leicester to go down. So everyone actually scored 15 points on that one, apart from the two I mentioned. What, uh, what, Leeds, did, I, what did I say, Dean? What, what did I, I can't remember. So I have to go back to, you had Leeds, Bournemouth and Fulham. Wishful which, thinking, clearly. Which was the same as JK, just in a different order. Um, yeah. Having watched Fulham the season before go up against Preston when they were dreadful, I thought they'd definitely go down. More fool me. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of people had um, Fulham actually to go down. So not just yourself. Uh, League Cup, we obviously lost in the third round. Um, so I scored 25 points because I did predict third round. Um, the worst people were Clayton, Dan and Marco all said we'd win the competition. Uh, so they scored minus 25. Um, JK had us as runners up. So that was minus 20. Uh, Tony had quarterfinals, which was minus 10. And then Chidge had semi-final minus 15. Uh, the FA Cup is an interesting one. So there's Martin, Chidge, JK, Mark, Dane, Dean and Alex all said we would win the FA Cup, given our recent record, I suppose, <laughs> uh, which is minus 30. Oh, man. Uh, Tony was the best performer with minus 10, so he said the fifth round. And again, it was the third round we were knocked out in. Yeah. Uh, Champions League... Uh, I haven't marked one out actually. Um, so there's Marco, Mark. Um, I think that is you, Tony, on 25 points there. Uh, myself, Clayton, and Dan all said quarterfinals, which is 25 points. Uh, JK said we'd win the Champions League, minus 15. And uh, Chich said semi final, which is minus five. Um, yeah, lost to Real Madrid, of course. Uh, top scorer was Sterling and Havertz. Uh, everybody had either Sterling or Havertz apart from myself. Uh, I had Mason Mount, so everyone scored 25 points. Uh, now, the the next question is how many goals would that player score? Um, <laughs> That's a yell. <laughs> they scored nine goals, which was the highest uh, in all competitions. It's fucking dismal, isn't it? That is uh, dismal. Yeah, Martin said 13, so he's minus four was the best score. Uh, Dane said 31 goals, which is minus yeah. 22. Uh, there's a couple what I need some uh, the judges on because uh, Mark and is Clayton, I think. No, Mark and Dan. So they said 105 and 115. So I think they were guessing the whole squad would score this many goals in all competitions. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like it. They've got no points against them for this. So serves them right, mate. But they want negative points for them. So do you go minus from that minus yeah. nine? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, change the definitely. table a little bit. Definitely. Even if it means they miss something. Because they, they'll get like minus 90 or won't they? Yeah. Which is quite funny. They should be, they should be punished for yeah. misunderstanding the question. Too right, mate. Yeah. Shame so on them not... as well, considering their, their dexterity with the English language. 
Yeah, exactly. We're really horrible, aren't we? We are. Yes. <laughs> well, that's why we were horrible bastards. Well, they're, they're not here and they got it wrong. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Yeah, so, so Dan scores minus 106. Um, and Mark scores minus 96. Right. Uh, that, which will change the league table at the end. <laughs> Good. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, player of the season. Uh, so nobody said Thiago Silva, who was the winner. Um, Chid had Rhys James. Um, JK had Raheem Sterling. Oh, uh, oh no way! Tony <laughs> went for uh, Kovacic. Yeah, Tony went for Kovacic. Well, yeah, because yeah, I was, I was, I was aiming oh, deadly. Man, middle I'm, there, I'm, I'm made up with the fact that J.K. chose Sterling. That's priceless. Sterling, yeah. Um, wow, he wow, added wow, the top wow. scorer, scoring uh, 24 goals. So if he that, did that, he would have been. See, this is this explains everything, Dean. This explains uh, J.K.'s long-running ire at Raheem Sterling because he obviously invested so much faith and hope in him and the little fucker has done nothing I but did. let him down all season, right? I did. Yeah. I thought he'd be the 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 lead purveyor of, of joy and uh, instant gratification by getting the ball in the net all the time. But yeah. no. No. The little turd. Yeah. I suppose over the two questions, he got you 10 points. So that was all he's worth to you. Uh, and then in the World Cup, um you said semi-final. Um, Tony, you said that England would win the World Cup. Yeah, do you know, I, I just had a moment. Did we of... get to the semi-final, Dean? Uh, quarter-final. All right. Quarter. Yeah. Uh, Finals, really. Yeah, so uh, Marco, Martin, JK, Mark, myself and Alex all said uh, quarter-final, which was 25 points. Uh, Tony with minus 15, everyone else with minus five. Um, so now I've got to work out the, the table. Um, it has changed. Uh, so the last place is now Dan. He scored minus one hundred eighty-seven points. Sorry, Dan. Second bottom is now Mark because he scored minus one hundred fifty-seven. Sorry, Mark. Uh, then Dane with minus one hundred fifty-two. Uh, to minus eighty-one. Alex minus seventy-six. Uh, Tony minus seventy two. Oh, sorry, oh, I missed you out, Chidge. You was on minus one hundred. Oh, thank you, mate. I was like getting really encouraged then for a minute. Yeah, you're actually full bottom. You survived relegation, so you're still back next season. <sighs> mate, if the season it had is... gone any, if the season had gone any longer, mate, I'd have been relegated, right? He's our Everton then. Yeah, yeah. he's our Sean Dyche. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, so after Tony is JK with minus sixty eight. Uh, Marco and Martin both scored minus 48. And then I win the thing with minus 15 points. <laughs> you won it last year too, didn't you? No, Clayton won last Did he? year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so, well yeah, done you. Everyone with negative points. Well done you. Have you seen, have you seen in the uh, in the, um, in the Mixler room, uh, Leaf has actually put in there that we should add a prediction for seasons going forward on how many managers we'll have. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's a good yeah. idea. I like that. I will, that would any of us guess four? <laughs> no, I don't think any of us would have guessed four. Yeah. Um, well, there we go. Just going to show what the fuck do we know? The answer to that is very simple. Not a lot. But yeah. uh, Dino, well done. I'm actually uh, already looking well, forward to doing it all over again, actually, and seeing what mugs we can make of ourselves next season. Yeah. yeah. I would just say that because you said the minus points for Mark and Dan, that actually did get you out of the relegation zone. 
That's why I cheat. Yeah, well, it's, it's not cheating. You just, just you seized an opportunity, Chidge. Absolutely, mate. Ruthless, mate. You know, don't, yeah, don't, ruthless. Yeah, don't get anywhere without being ruthless. Well, there you go. Well, exactly. Dino, I mean, number one, thank you for doing all the work on that. We do yeah. appreciate it. It is great fun. And uh, I mean, I know I was dreading this because I knew we were, we'd, well, I mean, who could have, pre- I mean, this is the thing. Who could have predicted the complete fucking turgid miasma of, of this well, season? As a fan cast, community our performance has been almost as dismal as the team well indeed and especially if we talk about the prem predictions league uh which we won't do so uh we did that you've you you're, you're you've escaped any further humiliation tony yes to be fair, yeah, be fair guys we, we were just being optimistic on how yeah. we played last year yeah we got to two finals last year didn't we who so, knows yeah. what have happened if tuchel had stayed the team let us down rather than the other way around. No, I agree. Right, talking of which, um, let's kick off. We're going to, in this part, uh, well, we're just going to keep going until we've done a lot, really. Um, I've kind of bracketed it as player of the season, best and worst, and rate the season. So, player of the season. Obviously, uh, everybody voted for Thiago Silva. I think it's really hard to look beyond him, isn't it, JK, really? Unless you've got any other suggestions? Um. Raheem Sterling, maybe? <laughs> I'm forever tainted with that now, aren't I? Yeah. Forever. I can't believe I did that. I really I can't believe it. I mean, all those fan bites and you completely eviscerated him. If only I'd remembered that you'd said he'd be our top scorer. Yeah, but I'd forgotten as well, so, yeah, no, you know, I'm not, I'm not guilty. Um, uh, I think we thought that Mount would put make an appearance, didn't we, at yeah. the beginning of the season, so I think it was... Fair enough that for the people who voted for him to be man of man of the season, um, uh, but there was nobody else in in the end that performed with any capability other than Tiago. So it was correct that he should have won it. Obviously, you, you would have gone for Tiago, Tony. Tiago, no, any other? Uh, no, good. Based on based on the the games that he had, I thought our best player um, on the pitch was Ben Chilwell. I thought he was fabulous from the moment mm. he came back even through the injuries. And I think he just has, uh, he, he 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 hasn't come through the academy, but he seems as proper Chelsea as anyone I've ever seen pull that blue shirt on. Um, my abiding memory and reason that he gets the tip for me just over Thiago Silva, I think, is because um, my criticism of Thiago Silva is, is it's, it's a, just a little bit, you know, backwards and forwards to Kepa, backwards and forwards to whoever's to the right of him or whatever. And there was that one game, I can't remember what game it was now, but there was Ben Chilwell, it might have been his first game back. But he spent a lot of the game in acres and acres of space on our left-hand side as we look at the pitch, Chidge. Yeah. And at one point, he actually ran back to Kepa and Silva and had a right fucking go at them because they just kept passing to them too and then out to Chalabur and back, back, ignoring Chilwell, who's probably one of the most exciting wing-backs or, you know, whatever down the wing in this country. And ignoring him, ignoring him in a game where we were struggling because we we were not creating anything forward. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going with Ben Chilwell. I just think he's if we can keep him uh, fit, he's going to be an absolute superstar for us. He's going to be another in the in the league of Ashley Cole or whatever. In that kind of, we'll, we'll hold him in that kind of esteem. Mm, definitely. There you go. Do you know what about you, Silver, or another suggestion? Uh, I, w- I would have voted if I bothered to for Silva, but I would also would have given a, a mention to Kepa, um, who I think come in the season 
and actually has performed very well. Um, I know there's a lot of discussion about whether we need a new goalkeeper or not, but I think on so many occasions he made some fantastic saves that, that kept us in games or um, you know, maybe rescued one or two points along the way as well, which you know did come in handy towards the end um, as we finished as high as 12th. Um, just given what he's been for, I think more than you know, he was the best player or he's you know the best goalkeeper in the world. But as someone who played in goal, you always appreciate you know the mental toughness that you need, and he's shown that I think on on many occasions uh, throughout the season. But I would I would have given it to Silver if I had logged on yeah. to vote. Yeah, like I didn't I didn't vote this year, but I would have done the same. J.K. Um, I I wouldn't have voted for for Chilwell just because he only played half the games of the season. So I, I don't think it's fair to um, give somebody player of the season who's not really contributed the full whack. And um, uh, that's just me being quite... Um, you know, I think another honourable uh, an honourable uh, mention, I think, would be Conor Gallagher, because pretty much every time he played, I mean, he did all right. And he was like, the you know, I mean, he, he, he tried harder than anybody, actually. He never let his head drop. Uh, so there you go. Um, one, second, one, second, one more. I also, I don't think really we should be... Be a, a giving player of the year to somebody who's done better than we thought they would, as in Kepper, you know, really to an extent. I mean, but we're not yeah. really. We're just asking Dean what he thought. No, I know. I'm, I'm not being horrid, Dean. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm well, I think you are being horrid, actually. But you know, I'm not. I'm not. No, I don't, I'm just, you've got your horrid face on. I've got. Yeah, it was horrid. Yeah, the very face. You've got you your master it. face on. Yeah, 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 yeah it's the master. It is the master. The very, the very fact that that. Um, that neither goalkeeper will probably figure next season. I think speaks oh, volumes. We shall, we, we shall see. We shall see. Um, breakthrough player of the year. I don't know who they, if this was done officially, but uh, if, if if Lewis Hall didn't get it, I, I want to know why. I thought he was, you know, okay, he made a few ricks because he's young. He's only 18. I thought he, he, he looked good. And on, on, yeah. on, on many occasions when he played, he was our best player. So, I think it has to be Lewis Hall, but uh, as I said, I can't remember if they, they, they did they have a young player of the year or the similar kind of thing. Dino, you know about this kind of stuff. Did they have an equivalent in the, in the official vote? Um, uh, they normally do if they hold the awards. Um, they have an Academy Player of the Year. Um, but I don't think they bothered this year, did they? I can't remember. I've, oh, I've already expunged yeah. it from my memory, like most of this season. They usually do like a big event at Stamford Bridge, yeah. um, but they didn't. Oh, do that this year. So who, who was your breakthrough player of the year then, Dino? Uh, yeah, I probably would have gone with Hall as well. Mm. Um, I don't think we saw enough of him. Um, I was sort of hoping when, when they give the job to Frank that he you know, threw a couple of the youngsters in because there was nothing to play for, really. Um, and Cucurella's, um dreadful. Um, but yeah, he, he showed what he's capable of, I think, and hopefully he continues to grow and develop and we see you know a, a top player there for us. Good on you. JK? Um, there wasn't anybody else, is there? Cheers. Lewis, Lewis Hall, Lewis, Lewis Hall. There was no other youth came in and played. No. So, uh, no. particularly with, uh, I suppose you could say uh, Chuck Chuck Wameka, or, Chuck or as, he, Joe, as he was described on uh, one, of, by one of the commentators, Chuck Wameka. Somebody called him Chuck Wameka. Oh. And I thought, oh, goodness sake, you know. We'll just call him Chuck. Chuck. Um, but we didn't see enough of him to discover whether or not uh, um, he was really good enough. In fact, uh, I can't remember how he performed really in anything. I always feel everybody's trying to big, big players up. I think he did all right in a couple of games. Looked all right. Yeah, but, yeah, but you know, didn't all right. Enough. Kind of sort of dreadful level, wasn't it, really, in the end? Yeah, We're all good. And you're thinking, actually, no, we don't know. So. Okay. Tony. 
Well, I like Lewis Hall because he, I think he was brought on in our first game against Liverpool. I can't remember now, but it was a game. It was obviously a game that was away from home, and we were watching it here on television. And he looked really good. I mean, he just didn't have any fear. He didn't have any. He just looked like he he belonged. So it'd be between him, but if does it have to be an academy player? Or just... No, no, it could be anybody. It could be a no, first I'm... teamer who's been shit from from the start yeah, and is now not so shit. I, I, the one I've been deeply impressed with is Nani Madwaki. I think he's been fantastic. I think we've got ourselves a a, a major big star there uh, about to come through. His attitude is fabulous. Um, just it, even in games where we have been smashed. He's the one uh, that's been sort of like cajoling the players to go to the crowd and and and, and clap their clap and all this sort of stuff. Um, I think on the ball he looks fantastic. He's fast. I think as he matures, he will become uh, a, a sparkling player for us. But if oh yeah, so I'd, I'd probably nip him in front of Lewis Hall simply because he's probably had more games than Lewis Hall. But I really do rate Lewis Hall. So I'm going to go with Madwaki, Nonny Madwaki. He can get away with wearing a headband every week, which is quite good. Yeah, yeah, like that. Right, goal of the season. Um, I can never remember anything about... I'm I'm just rubbish, and there have been so bloody few of them. But I think one that stands out for me uh, is Conor Gallagher's against Wolves. I think I enjoyed that one quite a lot. But uh, other than that, somebody's going to have to, like, remind me. JK? I enjoyed Connor's header against uh, Bournemouth. Mm. That was a decent goal, but for me, the best goal was um, uh, was it the chip over and Havertz's little lob at, against the Hammers, or was it Felix? I can't remember who played that. Was it? Who, do you remember who, who tapped it in? Do you remember who tapped it in? It was a tweet. I think was it Enzo passed it over or Felix passed it over? It was a lob over and just a little. A little tap. Yeah. Was it Havertz who scored? I can't. Jesus, I can't remember. I can't remember. I mean, Felix scored a really good goal in one of the last matches, which, of course, I can't completely can't remember. I mean, it's amazing how quickly he scored Man- it against Man U, didn't he? It was, a, yeah. it was the it was the the one goal we scored against Man U. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was uh, which was a goodie. Um, I I, I like that Gallagher one again. And I'm sure it was against uh, the Wolves. I'm trying to find it now. Uh, it was at home, wasn't it? Yeah, he won yeah, it. Gold against Crystal Palace. Oh, it was, it was Palace, wasn't it? It wasn't the Wolves. It was Palace. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that one a lot, and that that actually was almost like a last minute winner, wasn't it, Dino? So it felt good. Yeah. So I'll go for that. Any any other suggestions? It, it was annoyingly right at the beginning of the season, wasn't it? Which speaks volumes, really. Mm. The Palace goal. Havertz goal against uh, Leicester away, um, where it's got scooped over to him and he chipped it over Smichael. Uh, it was all one-touch stuff. That was my favourite. Over at Ryan, wasn't it? Ryan Schmeichel wasn't there, was it? Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I'm tempted to vote for a Jorginho penalty just for shits and giggles. Really, but, <laughs> you know, or, or own goal against Newcastle United was the last yeah. one. I mean, it's just been a shit show. When you see how few goals they actually bloody scored, I mean, it's yeah. just criminal. Total goal scored doesn't it doesn't give me the total on uh, should do on. Uh, it was a very good Havertz volley, wasn't there early on? And was it the two-one win? Thirty-eight, Chidge. Thirty-eight goals, a goal very a game. Good. How delightful! Yeah. Yeah. Very good Havertz volley. Do you remember when we won two-one? Who was that against? Was it two-two? Very good first-time volley from the edge of the penalty. West Ham. Uh, oh, this is at home. 
Wolves Be- beat them 3 0. I think it may yeah, be. Is... Who knows? Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's any consensus there at all. And it doesn't really matter because we're just doing this for shits and giggles, really. Right. Uh, best result, best match, worst result, worst match. Uh, JK, best result, best match, worst result, worst match. Um, I thought the Bournemouth game was probably the best best we played, uh, which was under Frank towards the end. Um, uh, and the worst was uh, was Southampton at home which was just uh, absolutely feeble beyond belief. Hmm. That'd be my two two best best and worst. Yeah, I mean in terms of best uh, best and worst, it's, I mean I it's hard it's hard to to uh to divide the two really, but I thought the best result and best match was the Dortmund at home. Yeah. Because it was a great match actually. The atmosphere was electric and not many people thought we would do it. And yet we did. So that would be mine. Worst result and worst match. I mean, how many do you, how many, you know, I mean, there are so many to choose from. I mean, it's, I, th- I think that Brighton away, actually, I think that was the, the arguably the worst result because it, it was, it was seemed to me to be the thing that, that set in motion a whole turgid run. The whole Potter bubble got utterly burst in that match. Yeah. Um, I thought they were dreadful against Southampton away, but I was luckily so pissed I didn't really notice. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, I got stuck in the old yeah. uh, in the old uh, giddy bridge, and I I got absolutely hammered, so it didn't really notice. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'll go for that Brighton match as the worst worst match. What's the worst? Well, what's the worst result? Who did we lose to that we shouldn't have lost to? I think Southampton at home. J.K., you're absolutely right there. Where is it? Where's it gone? Southampton at home. Ward Prowse, wasn't it? Ward Prowse. Yeah, it was because they were bottom, weren't they? I mean, that was just they they shocking. They couldn't buy shocking. a goal or a game yet. Exactly. That was. So there you go, Tony. What are you having, mate? Well, best result, I think, I would go with the Dortmund uh, game, uh, and I would say that was probably the best match, the one I enjoyed being at most. Although, ironically, and I have a bit of a, a habit of doing this, uh, I thought one of our best matches was when we lost one 0 at home to Manchester City. We were very good that day and I really thought you know what we're not far off here and then it just got worse and worse and worse and you remember a couple of years ago I said the same, a similar thing when we lost to Liverpool at home 2-1 I think it was and we just battered Liverpool constantly for the second half and I just thought we were very good against Manchester City we didn't look scared we didn't look inferior but you know in the end they, they, they won so I'm going to go Dortmund Dortmund worst result unquestionably I think was Southampton at home um, it's just you know, you, you, we take the piss and we use the phrase charity FC. That was that was at its worst, I think. Although, you know, you're spoilt for choice about who you're going to pick out, uh, you know, in terms of bad games, Brighton, Leeds, 3-0 at Leeds, for Christ's sake, you know, um, that sort of stuff. But the worst match, the actual worst match was our home tie on a Friday night against Fulham, nil-nil. I have watched better games of Sabutio than that, right? It was dismal beyond belief two it, it was the proverbial two bald men fighting over a comb it was rubbish it wasn't even pub standard it was just a i, I should have got up and gone home uh, but i was i don't think i was driving that night uh, oh i should just grab and gone to the pub i would have had a better time there than watching that absolute travesty um of of football it was a disgrace from both teams 
You know what? A late run here for the AC Milan home and away. I mean, we beat them 3-0 at home and then we beat them 2-0 away. And I think given that they ended up being in the semi-final and they knocked Spurs out, um, I think you can see them as rather good results. I mean, do you know what? Do you know what? That staggers me about that. I mean, you, if in the context of a, an absolute shit show of a season, Aubameyang scored in both of those matches, the 3-0 at home and the 2-0 away, and yet he was he was cut out from the Champions League squad after Christmas. Mad, yeah. mad. But yeah. they were good, you know, and, and I we, we played, we absolutely outplayed them on both matches, I thought. Anyway, Dino, best result, best match, worst result, worst match. Yeah, best result for Dortmund at home because uh, I didn't see us going through that Can't game. I don't, I don't know, either. But yeah, uh, and as you said, the atmosphere, even on TV, was was great. You know, it's like an old school Chelsea uh, European night. And given how we were performing in the season around that, um, sort of came out of the blue. Uh, the best performance, I think, was Milan at home, as you mentioned. Away they had, I think, was it Tomori got sent off away? Yeah. Um, so it wasn't 10 Early players. On. Um, but yeah, well, I think we played them off the park. We actually played, you know, some pretty good football in the Champions League uh, under Potter. Um, the worst when we lost three nil to Leeds, um, which was under Tuchel. Uh, Mendy made you know a howler, and Leeds just wanted the game more than, than we did, and I think it sort of set Tuchel's departure in motion as well uh, in many ways. Uh, you know, I sort of I did stop watching the team at towards the end of the season under Lampard. So, you know, those results against Southampton I saw on BBC Sport as a result and that was it. So I avoided all that. Um not as I hate it. Against... Under Potter. The Southampton was a Potter game. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I hated watching. We were all saying that he should have been he should have been sacked after that game, Potter, and they somehow let him dribble on for a few more games. So uh... Yeah, Sorry to interrupt. Just to count, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. My worst performances versus Real Madrid because I don't think they actually, you know, moved out of second gear to beat us two 0 in both games, and it was it's embarrassing. I think to be you know outfought tactically by a team that doesn't need to really bother trying, they just know they're going to beat you, and it felt like that you know before kick off and after the first leg, it was done. Even uh, even though Bodie said we'd win three nil. But as you say, as AC Milan got to the semi-final, a different route. Uh, it could have been a different season review show, but yeah, um, yeah that was that was the bad bit for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, so uh, we're going to rate the season over a number of things. Um, I'm not going to we're not going to rate each player, but I think just a general a general marks out of ten for the players generally, and uh, the same for the management. And I'm going to include, you know, not just the managers of of the team i'm talking about the whole shebang so let's yeah. start with players tony give them a mark out of 10 generally overall yeah four four that's generous yeah. uh yeah probably am but it's because there have been players there who not for the want of effort have been let down badly by tactical uh by injuries by tactics by uh circumstances in some cases just plain bad luck um you know we Despite what everybody thinks, and I know we're we're going to have a clear out, our squad was nowhere near as bad as twelfth place. It should not have been anywhere, anywhere approaching that kind of position. The squad we've got, we were dec we were decimated by injuries. There's no doubt about it. one of the worst in, in um, seasons for injuries that I can remember, and it seemed like a bloody curse at the time. Um, but you know, not one player 
can hold their head and say, I'm a seven. Not one player was really a, well, actually, no, there, there are probably a, a one or a two out of 10 on there. Gorella, I'm going to probably put down him and Sterling as the two worst players this season, without any doubt in my mind. Um, probably putting Cucurella marginally below Sterling on the basis that he's just fucking hopeless. Um, and Sterling, there's a player in there somewhere. But I, I will say this about Sterling. I've never liked him at QPR. I didn't like him at Liverpool. I didn't like him at Manchester City. I've never rated him for England. Uh, so when we bought him, I was deeply disappointed. And I think he looked good at Manchester City because they are a very good team. That's the only reason he looked good there. They made him uh, look good. They made him look good. Uh, and I just think, you you know, me or you or JK or Dean could have probably, you know, still still come out of playing for Manchester City this season, look pretty good, pretty okay. So, uh, but overall four. And I'm quite <coughs> probably erring on the side of generosity for people like Chilwell and, and James and those sort of players who did, and Gallagher, who did put shifts in. Can't say, I can't argue with any of that. Not that I would want to, but uh, I think you nailed it. Dino? I think I'm in the same boat as Tony. Um, you know, I don't particularly blame the players for you know what's unfolded over the season. You know, some of the stuff that came out after Potter left about players sitting on the floor for team talks and not enough room in the changing rooms for them all, so they're changing in different rooms. You know, there's just so much going on around the club. It was such a circus and it must have been very difficult. You know, they're downgraded on Tuchel enormously with Graham Potter. Um, you know, players like Sterling easily become disillusioned with what's going on. Uh, and then I'm, the Lampard, it sort of signalled that, you know, the season was over when he got the job, I think. You know, no point trying anymore. This this gig's done. You know, just get through the, the last few games. Um, you know, and for the players that, that did put the effort in, I feel harsh to score them very low. So I would have given the players overall five. Generous. JK? Uh, I blame the players completely for everything and the uh, the manager as well and the management and the owners and I would give everything minus 150. <laughs> <laughs> Follow that. Yeah. Not a fucking <laughs> chance. No, I, 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 I hear you, mate. I really do. I, I, I'm, I'm not inclined uh, to follow Dino and uh, Tony in giving the players a generous mark because I honestly think this is the the worst bunch of players I've seen at Chelsea almost in my lifetime not not on skill level I mean you know the players in the late 70s early 80s were rubbish but they knew it but they fucking tried and they put I mean I've had chats with them people like Gary Chivers that had very honest chats with them about that saying yeah we were rubbish but we did we put it in that's the minimum requirement. I think half this season they down tools. They couldn't give a shit. They're a bunch of feckless fucking mercenaries. And the sooner that half of them fuck the fuck off and then fuck off some more, the better. I would give them a. I would give the fucking players nothing because they gave us nothing for most of the season, bar a few honourable exceptions, and we know who they are. Um, but I was I was so disappointed with them, and I have never felt. I've never felt more of a disconnect between the supporters and the players. And I've never disliked the players as much as I do at the moment. Absolutely shocking. Now, the management. Well, I mean, you know, Tuchel gets nil point because something happened, which meant he got fired. So, you know, thank you, mate. 
Potter. Oh, I mean, bless his heart. He was he was never ever ever the right choice. He was never ever ever the right choice. I mean, I don't blame him. I don't blame him for coming in and taking it on. Who the hell wouldn't, you know? But he was so obviously out of his depth, and I think he caused a lot of the problems by by not giving these these feckless players a kick up the derriere. Frank was hopeless, but I don't really blame Frank. The damage had been done by then. He was on a hiding to nothing. I and I commend his love of Chelsea for coming in and trying to sort it out. But I mean, nobody could have. Pep, we we said it on the show many times. Pep Guardiola, Brian Clough couldn't have sorted this shit out. So they get a fat zero. Um, the board. I mean, it's just unbelievable that you can take a club that last year got to the final of the two cup competitions in this country. Uh, we were that we were we semi-final of the Champions League last season. We were, weren't we? We finished in the top four. We won the Super Cup and the World Club Cup. He took the, took us from that. Now, okay, I know we had sanctions. I know there was a lot of shit that went under the bridge. But to 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 make the kind of mistakes that they've made this season, I don't think you have seen. There hasn't. There has been. Sounds like Donald Trump. There has been nothing like this in the history of football that can compare to the. Omni shambles of a clusterfuck that has come under the ownership of the, you know, of the Clear Lake group. And it, they so have to do better next season. Hopefully signing Pochettino as the manager is the first step in that and backing off a bit. But absolutely atrocious. They get minus 10 from me because I, they don't deserve nothing. So, yeah, I, I'm not happy, as you can probably tell, Dino. Yeah, no, rightly so as well. I think you're fair with zero for the managers. Um, you know, Tuchel did so, as you said. Uh, Potter was out of his depth immediately. Um, you see how he looked. You know, he looked like a man that didn't sleep uh, for days on end um, with the weight of the job on him. Uh, and then Lampard, I hope he doesn't manage again. I think there's a job for him in football, just isn't a manager. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's got some good talent ID and, you know, he... You know, his, his name brings players to the club as it showed in his first sort of spell. Uh, whether he could do sort of a check role uh, and stay around Chelsea uh, would be good for me, as long as he says, you know, I definitely don't want to manage again if Pochettino starts losing. Uh, so, yeah, zero for all of them. And the board, I think, minus 10, generous. You know, Bodhi completely fucked it all up at the start when he got rid of everyone from the old regime, uh, started doing transfer dealings on his own. Uh, with no experience, uh, bloated the squad, gave Potter the job, constantly sniping about what the old regime didn't do. Because um, for me, I, you know, Abramovich took over the club two years after I got season ticket when I was sort of 12, 13. So he's Chelsea's all I've ever known. Uh, and then this guy saying everything was bad about what he did. Well, they won more trophies than anybody else. And, you know, football, you know, whether you play badly, whether you play good, you know, it's about who wins the game. Uh, as it showed in the Champions League final just gone, you know. We know. Well, I, I tell you what, the better example of that is Dino. And I mean, you know, I, I don't know about you. I've got quite a lot of West Ham mates. And uh, at the minute the final whistle went, the first thing I did was I WhatsApp one of my be- best mates, who's a West Ham fan, to just say, Congratulations, mate. You know, I'm made up for you. And I was. And if you saw the way those West Ham fans were celebrating, that is what football is about. Now, we know that because we've been so lucky to have been there time and time again. It's about winning stuff. 
that's what football is really about. You can you cannot take that away from supporters. The feeling that you get when you see your team win something, it's magical. It's not about fucking finishing top four, you know. It's it's about winning stuff, and that's what Roman delivered for us. You're so right, absolutely spot on, mate. Yeah, that's what I said to the boys at work. You know, I don't know why clubs don't try and go you know, have a go at even the Carabao Cup mm. because you know nothing beats you know that feeling as you said and. Well, if you were, I mean, I know you weren't yeah. old enough, but my generation, you know, for West Ham's Mickey Mouse Conference Cup, read the full members' cup. Anybody who was there at Wembley on that day aren't sitting there going, well, it was only the full members' cup. You know, they went mental. It was a great day out. We saw our side win a trophy for the first time since 1971. It, that's what it's about. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we can. I can take being not very good for a season or two, you know, it, but it was the constant sniping of what the old sort of almost like they were blaming Roman and Marina for the situation they was in. And you know, for me, the only person to blame is Todd Bowley because, you know, he was the one in charge making decisions. Um, whether or not this new system they've got is going to work with so many people involved. Um, I think there's too many chefs now rather than not enough. Uh, but we'll see, you know, that their letter to the fans, I think was complete nonsense as well, but, you know, happy to give them the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, I called for Pochettino on the show uh, and they've got him. So, you know, I'm happy to see, but it's the stuff off the field really I don't like about what, what they've done. Uh, lots of stuff is being released, you know, to the journalists, to their friends in, you know, obviously backing for what they're doing because um, there's not been much written about the board in a negative sense uh, compared to what they say about the team. So I would give them sort of a JK minus 150. <laughs> I love it. Well done, Dino. I mean, you know, I said this. I mean, we're kind of into rate the season territory here. Well, good segue, Dino. This is why you're such a professional, mate. But, um, I mean, we were saying before we went on air, actually, uh, how I'm feeling about it. And it's taken us about two weeks to to be bothered to do the, the, the last show of the season. And I've not missed it one iota in the last two weeks i've been to to the test match got absolutely hammered went to a great do at the uh, uh under the bridge which is obviously football related but my mind could not have been further away from the football and i've been thinking about it and it's kind of funny because tony and i were talking about renewing our season tickets and i actually renewed mine the day i got the email and i never do that i normally wait to the last minute and um when i err uh, and i um when i err uh, and then i go yeah of course i'm going this year I did it right immediately, and I don't know why. It's mad. I, I, so the only the only conclusion I can draw is that I can't bear to miss the potential car crash next season. But the uh, the point that I'm really trying to make is that it's not just it's not just the results. I, I can stomach Chelsea being shit. I've been there before, you know. Um, I find it hard to stomach multi millionaire players not giving a shit. That pisses me off. But I think what 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 Bowley et al. have done is that they've sucked the joy out of following Chelsea for me, right out of me. And it, it's 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 kind of weird because, you know, Roman was seen as this, uh, you know, billionaire owner, not your club anymore. It belongs to a, a rich uh, Russian billionaire. It's his, it's his train set. But I don't know why. It didn't, it didn't feel as bad as... You know, City are owned by uh, Qataris. Newcastle are owned by Saudi Arabians. Every single one of the Premier League clubs now is owned by either a country or a bunch of, you know, grifting uh, capital markets people. 
They're ripping the soul out of the game. They're ripping the soul out of the Premier League. And and I've been able to delude myself that Chelsea wasn't like that as long as we had Roman Abramovich. But now I think, fuck, we're just like everybody else. And it's all gone to shit. You know, this is not our game anymore. It's not our game, not our club anymore. And I, and I know, I know you could have said that about Roman, but I've really felt it this year, and it's kind of helped. It's really kind of sucked the joy out of it for me. I'm sorry to be so miserable, but that's how I feel, J.K. But Chich, don't you think they have now? It's, it's like year one again. Now I think the slate will be absolutely clean because I think they've sussed that they've needed to get a proper manager in place with experience of doing well in the Premier League, which they've appointed, who they've appointed. It's all for so money, I, though, J.K., ultimately, isn't but it? But ultimately, so every, every, I, I suppose the Qataris... It, it wasn't with Roman, though. The That's Qataris the point. Don't, I don't think the Qataris do it for money, either. I think they just do it for the prestige. It's sports got, washing. Yeah, yeah sports there is that aspect of it. But um, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as negative about the season coming as, as you are, Chidge. I don't think it's going to be the same shit show. Well, I, 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 should, I, should, I should qualify it. I should qualify it. You, you, you and I both know, because we've been going long enough to know, if Chelsea start winning every game, I'm going to be as happy as a pig in shit, because ultimately, as we were saying a minute ago, all I really care about is, is watching my team play well and win. But I, I'm, 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 I'm being honest with you, you know, I think the, the change in ownership and the, and the route that it's gone down as a consequence has made me finally realise that the club that I grew up with and love has really kind of gone and it's just taken me a long time to figure that shit out. I mean, it went a long time ago. I know that. But actually, I've really felt that this year. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to NordVPN dot com forward slash chelsea fancast there's no risk with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the chelsea fancast the link is in the podcast episode description box real fans real opinions i'm jason cundy and you're listening to the chelsea football fancast proper chelsea I agree with you. I, I, I mean, I didn't get to rate the management. I would have. I wouldn't have gone as bad. You know, I think from a point of view of managers and 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 whatever. I I think we were 
we were more susceptible to a bad season than any of us realised because of the sanctions, because of the way the government treated us, because what the Americans came in and probably saw was how the fuck... It's a bit like Naples Airport. People look at it and go, how the fuck is that working then? If you've ever been to Naples Airport, you'll know exactly what I mean. Like how a plane ever takes off lands or people find their luggage out, I do not know. And I've always said the same thing, knock Naples Airport down and rebuild it, but not in fucking Naples, right? But with us, they must have looked at that. And and they tried to de-Romanise too quick. There's no question about that, right? But they did what Americans do. They came in, put a bomb under it and said, we can sort this out and we can put all the places back in like a game of Tetris or whatever. And it didn't work. Um, I think that the soul of the club it went, in that sense, years ago. I mean, like, you could argue that, you know, when when Bates handed it over to Roman, um, we I remember the Roman takeover very very well. I remember the trepidation, you know. I remember the people, you know, who were upset that Claudio Ranieri was being sacked in favour of Enfant um Jose Mourinho. I remember the fact that people didn't know who was this bloke, a Rome, a Russian billionaire. What on earth is doing? What's going on with our club? We're in the hands of a Russian billionaire who. He, by his own apparent admission, knew nothing much about football. What he did do was employ good people, but a very in a very Kremlin-esque, top-down way. You know, they, you know, people talk about the board of Chelsea with Roman. He was the bloody board, and basically, when he said jump, they all said, "How oh, I?" That's as simple as that. And this lot had a chance to get it right from the beginning. They didn't. What I saw. And I'm probably in the minority here. What I saw with the letter to the fans the other week was some contrition, some, if you like, and I'm playing author's advocate here, where they were saying, we fucked up and we know we fucked up, right? So now it's time to get it right. I think the, I'm like JK, I don't think next season's going to be a shit show. I think we have employed a very, very astute manager and coach, right? It's not going to be a Conte season where we go and win the league because we're not in in Europe or whatever. But we will finish. I think we'll get into that a bit later on. But I think we're going to do pretty well next season because the clear out, because of the players we've got, etc. And now you've got a hands-off approach. Pochettino would not have taken this job if all of the control had rested in the hands of Bowley, Baghdadi, uh, uh, Win Stanley, Lawrence and that. He would have gone in and said, I want my voice here. So I'm I'm quite pleased. I think, you know, it, we're almost we were a perfect storm for a shit season, and none of us here or anyone that's appeared on the fan cast, we were blinded by years of success, albeit in a a, a, a continuum of chaos, a, 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 where no one knew this idea that you know oh yeah well, you know the club aren't telling us what they're doing and also, well they never fucking did. Roman Abramovich never spoke to the fucking press, the media. Once, never. Marina Granov Square. When did you ever see her on screen being interviewed? Never, right? So I don't buy that sort of shit. That 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 it was all brilliant before. Now it's all going to be shit. Now these people. I, I will always maintain this. You do not spend four billion pounds to asset strip and lose money, and be shit, right? They, I think, will be sitting there probably mortified. A big, you know, the noise you can hear outside Chelsea Stadium now outside Stamford Bridge is the, the, the sound of the humble pie lorry pulling up and delivering great big fucking slices to every single one of the board and the players and everybody involved with the club. And I think that's a good thing. And I think you have to, and it's a cliched, hoary old cliche. 
You have to know the bad to appreciate the good. Okay, and I'll be quite straight up with you. I've said it before. It's not going to be popular. The Roman model had been found out post-2017. Since 2017, we have not laid a fucking glove on that premiership. Not a glove. We've never looked like challenging for it. Six fucking years. We've had unprecedented success and all that. But were you? Why is that, Tony? Yeah, because of the, because the model had been found out. Because, and I'll well, say also this. Also, because I'm the, in danger the, of well, hang on. The, the, the model right. had been reinvented, and the model had been yes. reinvented on the guise of state-owned football clubs. Absolutely, absolutely right. And and if you want to compete with that, unless you get the US to buy it, you need a set of US billionaires who are prepared to gamble and go in big and stand and, and, and do what they do best, which is venture capitalism, if you like, in that sense. What I'm saying is, is that we're not going to get a state bias. We could have had worse owners. We could have had the Ricketts, but they might have been better. We don't know that now. We're never going to know. What I'm saying is, is that I, I actually feel more confident about the future because I think one thing about Americans, and I don't mean this broadly, but is they hate to be shown up, to be humiliated. Right. And when they come back with a vengeance, they will be saying, no, we're going to show you wrong because don't forget the American mantra of winning is everything. Right. And these guys are not going to want to be seen as failures for their other businesses, not let alone take Chelsea aside. But the other businesses they run, they don't want that reputation uh, to be uh, tainting the milk of, of what they've done with their other business and where they've got their money. So I, I'm more confident about that. It has been a shit show. It would have always been a shit show. I don't care who would have taken over the club. I think it would have been a shit show anyway. But I'm only saying that in with the with the uh, benefit of hindsight. I'm retrospectively looking back going, how could we have been such mugs to have said we were going to do this, this and this? Tony, Rant. Tony, I would I would hire you as a manager for the club right now on the strength of that. I mean, that, <laughs> honestly, mate, honestly, because I've, I've been really miserable since the end of the season and I've just explained why. I feel inspired listening to that. You get it, mate. Well done. Thank you. Thank Good. you. But I, I think you're being, you're being. I think you're being harsh on us, not not um, predicting this shit show. Because I, I think it stems from getting rid of Tuchel. I know Tuchel was having a hard time of it, but, but I mm. think you could have turned it round. And I think you do not get rid of an elite manager that way. No, I, I would agree I with you. I think we we may not have ended up. Um, uh, in a best position, but we wouldn't Probably about have, six, seventh. Yeah, we, yeah, we wouldn't have capitulated yeah. in the idiocy. You, we wouldn't have had the no. idiocy of Frank picking stupid teams and Frank ruining his possible career forever. What the fuck was he appointed for in the first place? We wouldn't have had the complete idiocy of Potter just just being the worst possible um, totem, the worst, the worst front man for a club. Um, I can ever remember for an elite club. It just doesn't. What, the worst front man since the Chelsea fan cast. Oh, yeah, I, no. <laughs> I, I, I look at it though, and I, I agree with you. I, I didn't want Tuchel sacked. I'm sorry. Well, he, 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 sorry, he, I didn't get enough resistance to that. Oh, sorry. At all. You kind of just took that, like, yeah, yeah, you're right, Chidge, but we'll just pretend that yeah, we'll, yeah, we yeah. don't agree. So I wasn't. I wasn't being harsh. I'm, I'm being harsh on us retrospectively because you know I'm as as culpable as anybody else of not thinking the worst, and if it was better than that, great. Um, we all went into, I think, we had there was optimism. But it was the optimism born out of the fact that we were out of the shit in terms of sanctions, the club had owners, etc. I, I, I don't know what we expected to happen in the first season of ownership um, when they are changing every, 
as I've said this to D-Roman, I see quickly, but they've changed structures within the club. Some wrong. I think the medical team and all that was a bad mistake. And I think they've, they, they've probably realised now that what they need. And I go back to what Dean said, right? I agree with him. I don't want Frank to ever manage the club again. I think if he's going to manage, he's going to have to go abroad or drop a league, right? But in that Peter Check kind of role, right, where you are the bridge between the fans and the board and everything. Remember Peter Check? Peter Check came out on the Super League thing. He was the one who stood outside Stamford Bridge with the fans. He stood outside. None of the fucking others did, did they? No, they got, Bruce got Buck wasn't there. Graham Sky wasn't there. None of them were fucking there. And he didn't. I think there's a role for Frank to do that. I just think that, you know, the hardest lessons you learn in life um, are, are the ones like this, with the bad times. This is where you learn the most. And I think it's a baptism of fire and I think it will serve us good. I'm not saying next season. I can see uh, keep the blue flag flying up or whatever's been a bit critical. Yeah, but he's 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 very unhappy with it. But I feel for Pierre. Yeah. But Pierre Pierre is is a lot younger than us, and we forget because you know all all of us deemed maybe accepted have been through periods where the club's nearly gone out yeah. of business, has been absolutely shocking, really badly managed, run, or you know just shocking. We we've been there. But something yeah. like Pierre, who forgive me, Pierre, for revealing this, he's in his early twenties, I think. He knows nothing but the Roman era, and then yeah. to, to see it crumble, you know, like like the fall yeah. of the last Roman Empire, it must be awful for him. I mean, here's the thing, Tony. Tony, the the one thing I would say on the current regime, which really fucks me off, I wrote an article about it, one of the last ones I did actually before uh, I stopped writing for Football London. Uh, but it, you, you know, I could have written in, in any in any era where there was massive change. What you should always do is evolution, not yes. revolution. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, there was so much that was not broken, which did not need fixing. But they came in. Oh no, let's just throw every throw the baby yeah. out of the bathwater, just change everything because yeah. none of it worked. None yeah. of it was good. Well, that was yeah. stupid, unbelievably yeah. stupid. And they're now going to have to go back and actually, uh, uh, you know, correct some of those bad decisions by doing exactly what they should have done in the first place. I mean, they could have hired Potter when they fired Tuchel. Sorry, yeah. they could have hired Pochettino when they fired Tuchel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's really maddening. Dino. Can I just say to Yeah, Pierre, yeah, sorry, mate. Go on, go on, mate. Yeah, I just want to say to Pierre, I didn't know that was his name. I'm not having a go at him. He's entitled to to to, to disagree with me on, on, on Mixer and everything like that. I'm actually, hopefully, and you said I was inspiring. I'm just trying to say, actually, I don't think it's as bad as everyone's make that this season went to shit and and we were probably overdue a season like that. It was going to happen at some point or another. Every team will go from that. Every team will. But um, I'm actually pretty sure that the, the length of time taken to hire Pochettino means that Pochettino has got exactly what he wanted in terms of control. And, everything, and that's a good thing. Yeah, no, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Dino, uh, final point on all of this really, but, I wonder how much all of us underestimate just quite how well how, quite how deep the impact of those sanctions were you know it it because things happen so quickly in a way and of course you get a different interpretation of it if you're involved you know you get the positivity of the the new bidders and all of this but uh, no club has been through anything like what we've been through and and maybe we were a bit naive to think that it wasn't going to have an impact some way or other yeah, I suppose I suppose we don't really know the half of it either. Um, you know, I remember Tuchel saying about driving the bus to Lille, I think it was. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I thought at the time it actually brought a togetherness um, to the club. And, you know, it was us and, you know, well, mainly it was Tuchel and Emma Hayes uh, leading Chelsea against the world. Um, sort of what it felt like. And, you know, I felt that, that Bowley and, you know, Roman's time had passed. Um, you know, Tony said since 2017, we haven't changed for the league. And, you know, I always felt from after 2012, Roman had sort of done what he wanted to do with, with Chelsea and that was win the Champions League. And he was lucky again to win it at the end and, you know, be world champions. And his time had come and gone. You know, that is, you know, people say it was his plaything. Well, he sort of finished the game, so to speak. You know, he's won it all. And, you know, what more is there for him to do? Um, I don't think Being he wanted Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, he wouldn't have wanted to lose the club in the way that he did. No way. Um, you know, but what he did do to make sure you know the money went to you know the right causes and he didn't hinder Chelsea and hold them back to you know kill them off, so to speak. You know, he did the things in the right way to show that he cared. Um, Bodie should have been should have been a brave new era, and I think you said it perfectly: evolution, not revolution. And we should have just kind of built from the foundation of what we had and the things that were wrong, um, fix them. And then as time goes on, it's interesting that they've sort of left Emma Hayes and Paul Green to do what they do with the women's team. And they've won the double and they got to the Champions League semi-final. Um, and what they have done is just back them sort of financially, I think, again, as Roman did, you know, here's your budget, um, spend it as you as you need to. Um there's issues still there, you know. King's Meadow was frozen in January. Uh, we could play games on it. Well, Roman never fixed that pitch. Um, you know, so things aren't perfect. Uh, the facilities are really bad, apparently, for the women's team. You know, they're things that Bowie should be working on um, as an owner, not trying to sign a player from Barcelona and going, you know, that should be someone that knows football as, yeah. as Roman did with, with Kenyon, as we've said, you know. Roman didn't know football. Okay, well, I'm going to get the best person in the world at their job to come yeah. and do that for me because yeah. you know, that's what smart business people do. You know, it's been more of a toy set to Bowley than anybody else, um, you know, in, in football ownership history, I think. You know, you hear these stories at non-league, you know. my my Well, I usually live at Costa Athletic. You know, a, a rich man bought them and he sat the manager and hired himself. Um <laughs> Just because he wanted to, and he could exactly you know. what I would do. To be fair, do you know? Yeah, but this is non-league football. You know, we we were yeah. the champions of the world because they didn't play it the season after because of the World Cup. Um, you know, and I, I do agree with with what Tony was saying actually about you know it, it's not as bad going forward as it as it looks right now. You know, this is the worst season in Premier League history for Chelsea. Uh, it's the worst I've ever experienced. Um, you know, obviously you guys are have seen a lot worse and at the time when Abramovich took over we didn't know how bad that was um, or could have been because uh, it was hidden wasn't it um, the, the the debt and stuff like that and uh, again when Roman sort of brought us it was a, a brave new era and you know he, he made the right decisions early and Bodhi has to start next year as day one and we kind of need to forget what we've done together um, because there's no point having a fan base that hates the owners and the atmosphere is still the same at Stafford Bridge as it has been for, for pretty much most of the season uh, because it doesn't lend itself any good. But hopefully, you know, Pochettino knows what he's doing. Um, as Tony said, he's got what he wants in terms of negotiations. The right players leave and the right players come in and we're not asking to win the league next year, but 
I think the players that we've got supplemented with a few more should be challenging at least for the Champions League. I mean, Newcastle finished fourth. So, you know, it's not it's not beyond the ground. So possibly we get back in the Champions League straight away and then we can start building back towards, you know, what we were, which was, you know, an elite European team that's also, you know, an elite Premier League team. Mm, that's very well said, Dino. All that will help is a few wins, I reckon. That's what helps. You, you can be sure that you'll have a side that makes effort, makes an effort. Yeah. You can absolutely be He's sure. He's key to all of this, isn't he, JK, I think? Pochettino completely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The way you just look at the the way that he plays, he's played with all his other clubs with Southampton. They were a great pressing team, and uh, somebody actually was 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 very analytical. Somebody called Sabrina. Do you see that on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, we like Sabrina. We've we've yeah. uh, refed her stuff in the past. Yeah, who's uh, was talking about how different it was from Tuchel, Tuchel's press, and it, but he relied heavily on. Um, uh, he was very willing to give players the opportunity to express themselves in training to show what they could do. But it's clearly the player has to make the effort and then he gets that gets translated into the first team. And I think if yeah. lots of the players players don't make any effort, they'll be out on their ear. And uh, But I mean, the whole process of who he's actually going to be choosing for the, the coming season is going to be fascinating. Yeah. I've been intrigued to see who he picks. And there's, I mean, the, the dilemma is, of course, at the moment is knowing that everything that is being said uh, on Twitter and on in the press is complete bollocks. Which is and why yet, we will not be doing any shows any, on exactly. any of that nonsense yeah. at fucking all. Isn't yeah. that right, Jacob? I won't do it. Can't yeah. be yeah. asked. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not even convinced. They've all sold Kante to nah. Saudi Arabia and there's no club announcements not been put on the website. There's nothing. nothing. It's, it's just supposed to be a done deal. Well, I'll tell you what, tell you what is good. It seems to have quietened down since Poch has been kind of semi-involved. We're not getting like, you know, briefings yes. about, yeah, it's like, that, yeah, have you noticed? Today, wasn't it? That's much, that seems to be his style. And that goes back to the point I was making about he would not have taken the job without a level of control Right, that it look people call pottery. Yes, man, he probably was naive. I've got a big club. Happy this to be my... there, mate. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Pochettino is a much more sought after commodity, for want of a better phrase. And you don't just go to him and say, "Come here," and we'll do what we say. People like him are going to say, "Oh no, 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 no." I want control of this, 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 or I want to say in this, and almost back to the old-fashioned manager coach role you know rather than just that you get out there and you get these players playing this is much more back into the so. I need to take. yeah so yeah I'm, I'm yeah I agree with JK it, 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 but it's good to see some of the communications because now as JK said when you see Chelsea doing this Chelsea might agree 50 million pound on Mason Mountain or United or whatever we know it's bollocks because yeah. they haven't said a fucking word to anybody about no, it exactly so let's just leave it there and have a nice summer watching cricket that's what I intend to do now um Final couple of questions to round up the show. By the way, JK, I, I, I'm making an executive decision here. I'm going to postpone in off the post. If you're available next Monday evening, you and I can do it then and round it off there. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. I shall be. I, I'm going off to the. I'm going on Friday. I'm going up to Birmingham. I'm going to be at the Edge Baston Test all weekend, driving back Monday. So I shall be in a hideous state. But <laughs> I'm. I'm a man of fortitude, JK. And I will deliver, all right? Your hideousness will disappear when you come to do the show. Can I tell you what Jake, uh, what, what Simon and I did at Lord's the other week? It was it was monumental. We had we had four bottles of champagne between the two of us, a double gin and tonic, three pints of lager, and a double Bushmills when we got home. 
Uh, no, what I wasn't. Effect did that have the following I, day? I felt very ill. Oh, what was wrong? <laughs> but I had a fucking great time. <laughs> I think England scored about 400 runs. I barely noticed. But there we go. Anyway, um, we're going to finish this up with a couple of uh, more positive slash light-hearted things, really. The first is um, to compare this season with another one, which I always love doing, actually. JK, JK and I have done it, done this a lot throughout the season, although it's changed depending on how bad we got. Uh, and then, then we've all got a few great personal moments from the season, which is a lovely, more positive way to end the show on, I think. So I'm going to start with uh, with Dino. Compare the season to another season. Bit unfair yeah. for you, really, because your your sample yeah. size is a bit smaller, isn't it? <laughs> I, I guess the season we finished tenth, um, because you know. But then I think you know in that situation the players were were genuinely bad, um, and they down their tools for for Jose, uh, and then you know, the, the, he didn't come in that season as well. Yeah, yeah, and he he didn't he couldn't pick them up the same way he did before. I think he drew so many games. Um, yeah. Got the tenth and out of Europe, uh, which you know uh, then was a blessing. Um, we didn't know it. Um, Conte took over and had that time with the players on the training ground that he wouldn't have had otherwise, and, and won the league. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, that's a good you know precursor for what's to come. Yeah. But yeah, that's the only one that. No, was... I think that's I think that's a good for, for, from coming at it from your perspective. I think that's very sensible, uh, Tony. I agree totally with Dean. I mean, I could go back to seasons when we were relegated, but we were, you know, the, the club was in a far bigger mess financially and, and uh, you know, it, back in the, the old um, pre-Bates, Mears days and all this sort of stuff, uh, you know, perennial mediocrity was the best we could have ever, ever expect. Uh, but, you know, the, the Roman thing turned around. But I, I ironically, I watched the uh, Sky Sports yesterday, had two of our games on two channels at the same time. The Spurs... League Cup final, which we won 2-0. Um, uh, with, I think it was Costa and JT scored that day. Or Gary Cahill, maybe. I can't remember now. But um, uh, And the other one was the 2-2 Spurs home game. We all remember that night, didn't we? Yeah. We all remember how fantastic we looked in the second half, having been a little bit out of sorts in the first half and, and unluckily 2-0 down or whatever. Um, and I watched and I was nearly in tears because I was looking at players... Uh, Branner, you know, Ivanovic, John Terry, Peak William, yeah, Fabregas stroking the ball around the middle of the park, yeah. Just, we just looked fabulous. And Eden Hazard, who just looked supreme. And that goal he got to equalise and give Leicester the title was, was a wonderful goal. He, even now, it's still one of the greatest finishes. He just could not have hit that more perfectly. And it, it broke my heart. But that was the season, as, as, as Dean said. We finished 10th. We'd had a bad run under Joe Say. Things had gone wrong in the club. That, I will say, should have been sorted out within the club. The minute he had that dispute with Eva Canero and the other chap who was the medic, medic and all that, all that should have been... That, that's, that was Roman's job to come down and say, uh, I'm banging your fucking heads together, right? No one's leaving. No one's doing anything. You fucking work together. You've done it before. Put your differences to one side and fucking man up all of you. Uh, and they didn't do it. And I saw that the post-match interview with with Hiddink after the the, the two two, uh, and he looked happy. He looked like you know he he'd got coming to do what we thought Frank would do, which was steady the ship, 
you never, you know, the season had already gone by that point or whatever. Um, and, and I think we, we we had a lot, a lot of draws under that. But watching that second half performance and the sheer fight and spirit and commitment and everything, which I haven't seen at all this season, but that's the closest season I can think to this one. There's my comparison. So I agree with Dean. Mm, good. Like that. JK? I, I can't really, you can't really compare this season to any other season other than, you know, the, 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 the foundation of the whole ownership of the club was completely different in every other aspect. If you want to go back to the seventies, which is sort of comparable mediocrity, you know, the, 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 the John Sparrows, the, the David Strides, the, the uh, the 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 Gary Chivers, Mitchell. the yeah the Dave the Gary Chiverses of this world who were just you know you watch you looked at the team selection and thought well this will be you know, the Alan Mays you know this is gonna be fucking awful but you know you and I'm here and I'm watching and it, it's gonna be crap but we you know this is the these are the boys and we support them and and we 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 follow them all over the country and yet you know that they're shit whereas it's because there was no financial backing for them and. And you couldn't see any way out of it, you know the the Danny Blanchflower years, the Jeff Hurst years, the all of, all of that appalling, appalling time to be a Chelsea supporter. But the the major problem with this season, of course, was that it's the huge amounts of money that were splashed by the owners at the beginning have just made the whole thing um, uh, a completely. Um, it, it's an utterly different experience. You, you it, it, to me, this is the most depressing season uh, I've ever seen watching Chelsea because one's expectations were just completely different um, in the past <clears throat> because you knew they weren't going to perform well because people hadn't come in and um, uh, and given them and, and put the money in. It was just one player might play well, like Butch Wilkins played, started playing well within within an era of mediocrity. And then, of course, he got sold. And then because then one, the whole thing becomes completely dismal again. So I, I, I find it very tricky other than comparing it with a, with a season when we were excellent, which is indeed the same season when Mar where the Anna Cerebus, when Mourinho just started farting about, which is the most comparable. But there is no, there is no comparison with anything from this season. This season has been the worst, most bizarre um, uh, lack of effort from a side that I've ever seen. Um, I mean, even even the the Anna Cerebris had William playing out of his skin, didn't it? In that year, he was the only one who was actually seemed to be making a huge an effort. Everybody else, but he also what it does reveal is if if the side don't want to play, that you're not going to get a, anything out of them. And then the following season, they might the players that you thought must be sold will actually put in a put in a shift, and they'll be your heroes again. So be prepared this season coming. And there's some players that we've written off that Pochettino doesn't get rid of actually perform really well and we'll be saying what the fuck happened last year what was going on yeah. you know I mean, if mount doesn't go and he gets a, a he, i mean the sight of mount playing in that game when he when potter put him on the left and he came on as a sub and wandered around like little boy lost i thought well there's something going on here he doesn't like the manager he doesn't like the way things being played he just was nothing he was a complete shadow of himself and whether and if if um, Pochettino says if he gets the right amount of money and Pochettino says you're essential to me and we see him back to his form of two years ago well we'll we'll, we'll forgive him mm. you know that's that's what we'll that's what you do with you watch them playing under a different environment a different setup and you'll get behind them if they then start committing to the shirt again but no I can't I can't actually compare it to anything mm, fair enough 
it's been no, I, I, I think you, you talk a lot of sense there because in many respects it's been quite unique. I mean, if I was going to compare it, there are I think there are some comparisons to be made. I mean, I'm quite enamoured of comparing it to 91-92 when we finished 14th under Potterfield. Sorry, Porterfield. Uh, even more so, uh, 92-93 when we finished 11th and Potterfield got sacked in February and then David Webb basically kept us up. There's a similarity to be had there. But another one, I mean, you mentioned it, 78-79, which, of course, is the last time uh, we lost as many games as we lost this season. So, you know, which I think is a shocking indictment of how bad it's been this season. If you if, if you lost as many games this season as we did in 78-79, then you know it was shit. So I think there are comparisons to be made. But I, I take your point, J.K. I think there's a lot. That, I mean, you know, it's it's... As I said earlier on, you know, to go from finishing in the League Cup final, the uh, FA Cup final, semi-final of the Champions League, winning the World Club Cup, uh, winning the UEFA Super Cup and uh, finishing in the top four to this terribleness, there's very little comparison to be made because the quality of the players that we have is so much better than the years we're talking about. And uh, then you've got to factor in the money that they spent. So there we go. Right, just like one thing there, though. What? Just one extra point. I mean, we've been quite harsh on the team and ourselves and the club and all this sort of stuff. But let's not forget that our wonderful in-the-know people and those in the press, you know, the the, the Matt Laws and the Henry Winters and, and people like that and the people on Sky Sports and BT Sports, none of them saw it coming either. No, none of them. No. We, 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 in everybody's top four for this season. Yeah, you're dead right. Nobody saw it coming. Right, best personal moments from the season Dean um, nothing from the men's team uh, but you know, personally when I was at the Wembley for the women's FA Cup final uh, it was a record crowd and um, but for the majority it felt like when I've been there to watch you know, the men's team play football um, the atmosphere was great uh, Chelsea fought out a win um, it was like watching a, a peak Chelsea team uh, in many respects uh, and an elite forward scores a winning goal. Um, yeah, that was, you know, that got Dane to his first game uh, coming along for a final, um, and he's allowed back because they won. Um, but yeah, apart from that, watching the men's team uh, under Lampard, I, I stopped watching Chelsea because um, I didn't want to watch it. You know, I don't really want that to be what I think of Frank, uh, for what he's given Chelsea as a player. Uh, and as his first spell, you know, he came inexperienced and his first season did very well I think to get top four um, you know and I agreed that it was right that he was moved on when he was because I think he had, you know it was too much for him then um, and, and this was just horrible you know players not caring for him or Chelsea um, so I don't think you can pick a highlight maybe the season ending um, the final whistle on the final day <laughs> Uh, probably the best moment of the season. That's a sad indictment, Tony. God, um, you know, I, I'll go past the usual meeting people in the cock. I met some lovely new people this year. Um, Simon Kirby, I finally got to put a name to a face that I always say hello to, but never knew what his name was. Uh, Tracy and Kez and um, Sue, who just brightened me up every time I went in there because Tracy likes liberal use of the C word. And I don't mind that at all. Um, so there was some great times there, like you said. And you know what the crack's like in the cup, Chid. You know there are times when you get to the ground and you think, fuck, I'd rather have stayed there. 
could have followed this shit on Twitter and had a few pints, you know. Um, but I think from a football, I'm, I'm with Dean. The women's team this season, I went to see them play Spurs, which was the game after, uh, the last, after our last men's game. It was the week after, I think. It was Spurs at Stamford Bridge. We run 3-0 and I took my granddaughter to that. And, it, and, and I took my Fulham supporting son-in-law who had me rolling on the floor with laughter because the minute we walked into Stamford Bridge, he went, look, I haven't spontaneously combusted. He said, maybe it's not hell after all. Um, but my granddaughter just absolutely loved it that day. Um, and it was a real joy to watch the women's football. There was a, there was a, an innocence and a joy to it, which um, it was it was nowhere near as visceral as, as, as the men's game. Um, and I didn't hate it. I thought, I, you know, I enjoyed I enjoyed that kind of less febrile atmosphere I, I think you know and the fact that people were there to enjoy themselves and weren't going to go away and start jumping off of bridges if the team had lost or whatever um, from the men's side of it fuck all I can't think yeah, but of what a you, it doesn't have to be off, on pitch or anything to do with that what's no. you know, your favourite so, so moment think, from the season yeah so I think the favourite moment from the season for me um, was I think uh, the first time I heard it was the Manchester United game a few weeks ago where um, the away fans started singing, uh, you're nothing special, we lose every week. That was football fans' gallows humour at its fucking best. And I remember sitting there laughing, thinking, that's the greatest fucking response you could go. <laughs> you lose, you're getting hammered 4-0 or whatever it was at the time before we got the goal back or whatever. And your fans are, are kind of heading the United piss take off at the past by going, you're nothing special, we lose every week. Loved it. So I'm going I'm going with a daft song. Uh, I like that. JK, obviously doing the fan cast of me all season. Did you've read my mind. Unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't say anything else. Um, two things. Uh, the Spurs game at the beginning of the season where we were great. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of the fact that we were great in that and we really put them under pressure and I thought this is going to be a really good season. So it was a kind of sort of... Um, we looked like water- Chelsea then, didn't we? We did. It was a watershed and there was a an appalling Anthony Taylor decision, of course. It was like, so par for the course, wasn't it? So um, uh, I, I, I left there aglow and that was the best I felt all season, possibly other than, you said, the Dortmund where we thought, oh, there's a glimpse of hope here. And even then, we knew that the owners thought we might then win the Champions League by somehow osmosis, just sucking it into our bodies or something. But weirdly, um, it's a fan bite related thing. And I'll just quote from what happened to me yesterday. Uh, I went to watch the Stage Cricket Club, who I used to play for. I haven't been playing for them because I'm a bit injured. Um, playing on the nursery at Lords, And um, I wandered in. And there were two guys on the, uh, two guys on the uh, the gate, and I said, uh, and I flashed my membership card because you don't have to pay to go in if you do that. So I remember I'm going to watch the stage on the nursery, and they went, went. and I put about 15 yards on, and this bloke kept, shouted out, "Excuse me, excuse me, mate, excuse me, excuse me, are, are you that bloke who does the 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 fan bite?" This bloke said, and I said, "Yeah." He said, "Mate," he said, "Can I just say I love it? I love it." He said, "He said you speak." For all of us, and and I felt really emotional about it. I tell you, because it was, it's the fact that lots of people have said that to me is that in my pathetic way of watching the game, to actually have somebody say, "No, you're you you speak sense and you say what we think," 
but it was also the fact that he'd he'd spotted me outside Chelsea and I was actually at cricket watching the nursery and he got me back and his name was Jason Lee and he was absolutely lovely and he said I drink in the cock no way yeah really yeah after after the game normally after the game he said and I said uh, I'll I'll look I uh, mate I'll look up but I said also I said I'm coming to the ashes so I said I'll see you he said I'll be here on this gate I said I'll come and see you again but it was it, that was the most joyous thing for me for the season is the fact he said he said also he commended me for having the last few games where it was just utterly completely shit that I managed <laughs> to somehow say something different each week that wasn't the same that this is shit you know it was something else was going on but um uh, from, from that you know forgive it this being a, a very um uh, personal thing but it, it no, that, it's, that's the point it's the best personal point. moment yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's been um uh, the reaction of people has been absolutely fabulous, fabulous. And I've, I've, I haven't, you know, I just watch it as I see it. But the having having a bloke, bloke saying to me, mate, you say what we think. He said, you, he said, remarkable. He said, you are, I don't, he said, you are absolutely, we, you go through and you go, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree that, and that, that. And, and I said, well, I said, what that means really, when you think about it, is that you and I watch football in the same way. And we watch our team in the same way. I said, and that's just, I feel, I feel good that I'm able to communicate with you on that level. But we're not idiots. We've been watching the team for a long time, you know, when he was my age. And we we know what's going on. We see what's going on on the pitch. And and yet there are people making decisions, being paid 350000 a week or whatever, who are fucking up. And yet we can see what is, was, is going wrong. Mm. And... Uh, and he was, um, uh, he said, you know, but keep them coming. I've had lots of people just saying, you know, don't give up. We love it. We love it. We love it. You know, and so um, I, I'm, I'm in occasionally I find it a bit of a trial, to be honest with you. It's, you know, it's the, the repetition of it. And it's thinking also, you know, particularly if they play badly, you know, if they, it's intriguing, if they play well, it's 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 so much easier to to I suppose be banal about it. But just because you can describe the goals. You know that, that occupies time, but actually, well, you just... can if we score any. It, well, I know, but that's the point. If, if they're playing well and they're doing, but I think it, just... I, I so think it's indicative, isn't it? And and yeah, you know, yeah. and I I think it's a fucking. I mean, it's a really. I mean, actually, you know what? The funny thing is, because I'm going to go on. To, unless you've got any more best personal moments, because funny enough, one of my best personal moments has been you doing the fan bites. It's it's. Oh. You know, you've been brilliant. They've been absolutely fantastic. But I, I hear you, you know, it's ball ache to do it. It's ball ache to do this fucking show twice a week. I have far too much to do to be doing this. But what makes it worthwhile is exactly what Jonathan described. And people come up to you and said, oh, yeah, I listen to the show every week. It's fucking brilliant, mate. Love it. Yeah. That's what, that's what, I mean, that's why we do it. You know, people love, love to listen to the nonsense we spout. And it, it staggers me that they do, but they do. And, it makes us feel great. And thank you, thank you, thank you. But yeah, one of my favourite moments has definitely been your fan base, JK. You've been brilliant this season and they, they have been, they've taken this whole thing to a new level. You're a, stu- you're a superstar. Somebody who... Well, you perform better than Raheem Sterling, mate. Oh, somebody at the cricket said to me, who, who actually they watch as well, said, you could be a bit less sweary, they said. You said, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think you do quite well to swear as little as you do, actually. I was going to say, the only response to that is you try sporting. Well, quite. Um, yeah. Okay, more of my favourite. I've got loads of best moments from this season. Um, 
I obviously the fan bites. Uh, I loved the eighty three eighty four reunion, and I, although I didn't really do much for it, I felt I felt I felt I felt part of it, which was lovely because oh. all all the mates that I've got who were organising it we had a great night out. With JK was there, my old mate Matt. Just a brilliant evening. It just kind of was the antithesis to all the shit we've endured this season, and to see players who who loved each other, who loved the club, who loved us, the bond between us all was just spectacular so i really loved that i love taking my nephew to the everton home game even though it was the usual shit but it was just lovely seeing him growing up to a young man and appreciating football in a very different way like tony you know spending time in the cock with lovely people it's why we go really to be honest it's always why we've we've gone it's been great sharing uh jokes chats rants beers with people all season and i love you all for it um what else? There was there was something else that was on my mind that was a real kind of special moment. I can't think of it. There's so many. I mean, honestly, this is the really funny thing. The football's been utter shit, but it it has been great fun as always doing this show. It's been great fun interacting with these boys and girls. Great fun seeing all of you lot in the pubs. I had a great time at the Bournemouth and the Southampton away matches again. And of course, I, you know, I I actually saw Chelsea win an away game, which should not go under the radar. Uh, how I managed to wangle that, I don't know. So. It's not all been doom and gloom. Oh, that's it. Daryl. Well done, Daryl. He's come in completely subliminally and reminded me. Yes, the Troubadour gigs. The Troubadour gigs have been a revelation. They've been a delight, haven't they, JK? Yeah, they've been wonderful, yeah. You know, getting to meet some of the people who listen to the show, a little small gathering, great ex-players to talk to. It's been superb fun, hasn't it? Yeah. and the, But the players have been great. But as you say, the... Having people that asking such intelligent questions as well about the seasons has been. Yeah, you realise that there are there really a lot. Not only of is the support um, utterly committed to the past heroes, but also there there's an intelligence going on about the games that is just yeah. absolutely. Well, it's what you were saying about the fan bite, really. Or, or inspiring, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, it's been shit on the pitch, but I have I don't know I don't know what the boys think here. I, I think. You know, in spite of how shit it's been, and it's been hard work this season because of that, I think this has arguably been amongst the best uh, years for the fan cast. What we've what we've been doing on and off the pitch, you know, JK's fan bites, the Troubadour gigs, we've done the 50 years shows, the in off the posts. We've got a, a, a really, you know, <laughs> unlike Chelsea, we've got the epitome of a settled squad. You know, we've got a really good squad. 12 people who are actively involved every other week. Um, Tony, you, I, I don't know why I come to you first, but uh, would, that's probably because you were coughing and I'm like that. But uh, yeah, I think it's been one of the best fan cast years we've ever had, actually. I felt more, more happy with you with what's been going on with the show than I ever have. I think it, it's it's so comfortable in its own skin, the show now. You, you've got, like you said, you've got this squad of people who will meet at the store, will meet in the pub, uh, you know, I, I still think one of our best days out was the reunion uh, post-pandemic in the pensioner that day, which it was just lovely. It was just a lovely afternoon's drinking um, and, and probably way down the subjects of discussion was Chelsea. You know, we got to know people. We got to know each other better. You know, I got to know Mark Meehan. We spent an hour or whatever with Kerry Dixon. I think it's, it's all added into this. And the compliments I get in the cock are oh, from you know from a lot of the travelling fans that that, that you know that come over, um, and I want to mention Paul McAvoy, who, who is always at the stall. He travels to every fucking game from Dublin, right? Uh, he's such a lovely fellow. He really is. 
and 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 I I share opinions on here and find that they they're all um, uh, very similar. This is this is people talking about the game, and for those who can't get to the games, you know, I think this sounds a bit um, again a whole real pleasure. But we make a difference. So when you get when you meet them in 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 the pub, they they just they're so lovely. And it's so nice to sort of meet people. And I think you're right. I think, and I will say this, the best songs are all written in pain and angst when things are going wrong, right? No one gives a fuck about a happy, clappy song, right? But the songs you listen to are the ones that that, that pierce you. And the fan cast has got a way of doing that with fans, especially in a season where things are going bad. And people, you know, we're not coming on it. We're not giving, we're not giving a club perspective on this, are we? We're not, shilling for the club we are shilling for ourselves and saying actually you know we've got Dean who's one of the younger part of our crew goes back to a certain well, we, me, and Chid, uh, me and JK go back a, a long way back to the, the, the uh, 1970 even before that I think for JK so we've seen so much um, and I, I like to think my own personal point of view I've mellowed over the years you know, fuck. You can imagine what I was like as a tear away in my twenties, going to Stamford Bridge or whatever, and and weekends ruined by bad results, which we meant every weekend pretty much. Um, and now, because I think because I've seen so much success and enjoyed so much success, um, and almost in a way, a kind of masochistic way, I've enjoyed having a shit season because, you know, I'm still I'm I'm I feel unlike you to a degree. We feel I feel more Chelsea after a shit season than I do with a good season. You know what I mean? I feel I feel more protective. I almost want to Ma- put me Tony, maybe that's why I renewed my season ticket the day I yeah. got the email. Yeah. I've been trying it's to figure this out one. for weeks, mate. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I, yeah. I feel it very, very, you know, I, I'm, I'm protective. I'm probably more, I've got my Travago Chelsea training top on tonight that a bloke, one of the guys who I play walking football game in is because, uh, who he works for, he does some football coaching. Look, Chelsea donated a load of shirts to him and stuff. And he said, oh, you can have this one. So I'm all right. Um, and I feel more proud to wear it. Uh, not more proud, as proud to wear it. And when people go, oh, we've had a shit season. I go, yeah, yeah, we have. I've edited oh, them off at the pass. Marvellous. You know, so yeah. You know what? Um, you reminded me of another best uh, personal moment uh, of the season. And... It had absolutely fucking nothing to do with me, which is why it becomes a very best personal moment. But um, I very rarely go away. I do the fucking show nearly every week, as we all know. And uh, I decided to have two weeks away in in Lanzarote at Christmas. And uh, fucking Luca Vialli, love him to pieces. What does he do? He fucking dies while I'm on holiday and I can't do the damn show. Mm. And this young man down here... Uh, Mr. Dean Mears, with absolutely very little interference from me, I hope, but I I really don't think I interfered at all, did one of the best shows we've done all season and for many a year. And I know this because you don't know this, Dino, but a lot of people quite often email email or text me or message me to say how how brilliant they thought that show was, which you did with absolutely no interference from me. And I sat there, I sat there, I'd, I'd had a bit too much sun and drink that day. So I had a bit of an early night. So I was lying on my bed and it was like I was 14 again. I had my phone, my, my headphones, because my <laughs> missus was like reading a book. I'm almost under the covers listening to you lot live on Mixler doing an absolutely fucking stupendous show. And you 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 did one of my favourite ever Chelsea players 
absolute justice and credit. And uh, that is one of my, my favourite moments in this season, Dino. So I'm going to say well done specifically to you, but also to everybody who was on it, because you were absolutely fucking brilliant. And I thought, they don't fucking need me. This is brilliant. I can fuck off and have a nice time, and they, they're they even better than me. So well done, Dino, and all of you who were part of that. So well done you, mate. Thank you. Yeah, I think I'd like to, I was, before you go, Dean, I was just about to say, yeah, I, I, I felt I came onto that show and, and Dean was almost the perfect host in the sense that he just let it flow. He, you know, he let people talk and, and let us speak about how we felt, you know, it was a very sad time. Um, and I think it came across when you listen to it back, the emotion and the, the patent uh, depth of feeling that you know, Luca, um, you know, putting all of us or whatever was was so obviously on show. It was it was brilliant, Dean. It was brilliant, yeah. Yeah, it was obviously you know uh, a huge moment in in Chelsea sort of culture and you know a legend like Viali, who sort of I know through more reference than than watching, you know, sort of remembering vaguely as as a kid, um, you know, and I was lucky to have you know the people that joined the show. Um, around me at that time because I was able to just let them, you know, speak on behalf of, of the Chelsea really. And, you know, that as someone that obviously don't come on the fan cast as much because I do went to Mo King's Meadow and other stuff. You know, I feel like, and I don't really go to Chelsea much either anymore. Um, you know, I feel like uh, most of the listeners do that you connect, you know, people that don't get to go to that bridge often with the team and, mm. you know, there's so many podcasts out there and some do some things very well and, but you know, there's nothing like uh, what the fan cast is, and I don't think there there ever will be anything that can replicate you know what what you guys do you know every week you know yourself and, and JK and then you know the team that that come on and you know I know as as you do choose as a host you know you're only as good as those that you're asking your questions to and uh, that night there was you know obviously as as fantastic as ever. Yeah, well, you did you did a great job too, mate. Don't underestimate that. Right, um, as Bob Uzray has said, uh, many of you, many of them, said that the Mixler crowd, uh, Pierre says, really did a cracking show, Dino, well done. Brian, props to Dean, that was a terrific show. And Bob said it was a beautiful eulogy. So there you go. You know, it touched a lot of people's hearts, that show. You did brilliantly. And I, I love the fact that I had nothing to do with it. Honestly, I just thought that was brilliant. Uh, anyway, you lot, enough blowing smoke up our own asses. Goodness gracious me. Um that, I'm afraid, is all we've got time for tonight. And when I say, and indeed this season, um, as you already know, we are going to, uh, we're going to do, uh, JK and I are going to do an in off the post next Monday. Which will be the 1,001th show. Or the 1,048. It depends if we go all Pol Pot next week. Which yeah, let's, let's do now, that. No, I think let's... we go Pol Pot from next season. Because people oh, will have okay. forgotten by then. They won't notice that we've cheated. Right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so show 1001 will be next Monday. Me and JK doing it off the post. We've got some cracking emails to read, off, uh, to read, which will round off the season very beautifully, I believe. Uh, now, we will do some shows uh, in the summer. I don't think they'll be live. There'll be like a few interviews that I might well do. Uh, we might do a few return of the 50 years of Chelsea if I find time to, to prepare for them. Uh, and then one thing I've got to do uh, when I get my finger out of my ass is to edit some of the live at the Troubadour gigs that we've done because we've got a lot of those to put up as well so we there'll be there'll be stuff going out there for you uh but normal service will be resumed uh i would imagine when does the season start anybody know pop quiz 
mid-August, isn't it? That's about 16th, isn't it? I think. I, I know I'm I'm actually here for the first game, I believe, because we're not going to go to France until uh, Bank Holiday August weekend, I think. So there'll be a game of, 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 that I miss there. But generally, I'm... Um, I'm pretty sure it's it's fairly early August. Mid-August. I'll settle for mid-August. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll yeah. be back doing Monday uh, shows and Friday night preview shows from the middle of August, as you can imagine. Can't wait. Honestly, I can't wait. Uh, so there you go. There, now, um, there is, uh, Tony, so I have a bit of a sad announcement, really, because I know I've, I've dicked around. You mentioned uh, the gathering that we had last year in mm. the pensioner. Well, we are going to have another gathering, but you're not going to be here, mate, because you, you're fucking off to France. Oh, bollocks yeah oh bollocks mate because I've, I've been trying to like work it out there's not a date where all of us are available no. on the same day no and i can't do it i can't do it obviously we couldn't do it last sunday because otherwise we would have done i can't do it yeah. on the 24th so it's going to have to be in july and you ain't going to be here mate no probably not then oh, nor, well, nor martin either no but what can we do i would just play maybe be a bit better organized next season well mate you know what i worked out Whatever day I choose, some yes, fucker's going to miss up. out. Yeah, know? of course I So I, 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 and I really wanted to get us all together, but never mind. Say, lovey, yes, we're going to have our own little. We always do, try and do this in the summer. We try and get together, get drunk, and have a lovely time. And we're going to do it in the Troubadour because we love it. Now, what I haven't told you is that I will be inviting some people from amongst our ranks in Discord and Patreon because we love you lots, and we also recognise the amount of support you give us. So it being that we can fit about 50-odd people in the Troubadour, I thought I would extend the invite out to some of the people that we like and love from Patreon and Discord. So, I, I mean, I'm, I hesitate to call it a party, but basically it's a party, all right? So, uh, you know, keep your eyes skinned for any information on that. And talking to Patreon, if you like what you we do, you can become a Chelsea Fancast patron, and uh, which basically means you have to bung us a bit of money every month. Sorry, but those are the rules. I can't do anything about that. That's how it works. Um, in return, you get my undying love, uh, as well as a mini Kerry Dixon banner. Uh, and, of course, you automatically get to join our Discord group, which is fantastic, because it's like Mixler 24-7. Now, um, you'll be amazed to know, it's taken me nearly a year, but I've just sent out about 20 or Kerry Dixon banners, so... You all know this because I did post it on Discord and Patreon. And uh, when you get one or when you receive it, send me a picture, proof of life. Let me know you got it and I'll be happy. Uh, But anyway, if you want to join Patreon, it is patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. You won't regret it. Uh, And of course, during the season, uh, we love hearing from you. So do send us an email or even a Patreon Instagram post, Facebook post, whatever. But uh, preferably email. And the email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com. There you go. Now, you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Tony at Grocer Jack UK, and Dean at Dean Mears, I believe. Isn't that right, Dean? That is correct. Here we go. So, what else can I say? Well, thank you to all of the... I mean, I'm, I am, I mean, we've been doing this for 15 fucking years. I must be certifiably insane, but... The reason why I'm still doing it is I'm blessed, absolutely blessed to have all of these friends that we do it with week in, week out for fucking, none of them do it for any money. They do it for love. But we love talking about Chelsea. We love each other. I think you all would agree it shines through. So I want to give a massive thank you to Clayton, Dane, Alex, Dan, Martin, Marco, Mark, Liam Toomey, the lovely Adam Newson, who who we, we used to have on so regularly, who's gone on to bigger and better things. Uh, the fantastic Tony Glover, 
who I'm I am so proud to call a mate. I mean, you know, we we're both in Hampshire. We still don't meet up enough down here. But no, we don't. We don't. We should do that because it's a, always a good laugh when we do. It is and indeed. I, I, I owe you a victory cigar. You do. We should. We need to share a cigar, don't we? We'll try and. Because well, I'm not going to. Well, when are you in France? Fourteenth. Uh, I think the fourteenth or fifteenth of July I'll go, uh, and then back on the first of August I think. Okay. Oh, that's, that's it, yeah. Why not, don't I'm... you and I try and get together around our birthdays? That would be fantastic because we are very close on our well, birthdays. I'm the fifth, you're the sixth, aren't you? Indeed, indeed, indeed. That would be fabulous. Well, why don't we try and do that? So there I you think go. we should. Yes, yeah, right. that, what, a great, what a great opportunity that is. There we go. Well, summer well, Tony. Uh, Dino, um, we, we don't see you enough on here uh, and we are poorer for it. It's always an d- absolute delight to have you on the show. I hope you're going to be carrying on your Went to Mo King's Meadow podcast next year because they are really good, mate, honestly. Yeah, drop the ball a little bit with those. But um, we're actually doing our summer, we do a charity campaign called Future Ballers, uh, where last summer we brought 14 young girls football boots so they could play football for the season, uh, thanks to the people's donations. So we're doing that again uh, at the minute. Uh, we've got a World Cup sweepstake. Um, so it's you know, £10 come in, get a team. Winner gets £120 and then the rest goes to, to the campaign. So, um, yeah, that's what we're pushing at the minute. And I need to do a season review show as well. Uh, we've got our interviews we did last summer with Tony Farmer uh, and Matt Beard. Tony Farmer created the women's team in 92. Uh, we spoke to him for almost two hours last summer. Uh, so they'll be published as well because uh, they're on our Patreon at the minute. Uh, and then hopefully uh, some new stuff next season. Uh, alongside the fanzine, which has taken up quite a lot of time. Yeah, and it's it's brilliant though. I mean, what you've been doing this season is is phenomenal. Keep it going, mate. Don't you know the, the best? The, if I could give you any advice, which I don't have to give you because you know exactly what you're doing. But if I can give you any advice, don't fucking worry about anybody else. Just do what you want to do. It's that simple. Just do what you think is right. Fuck everybody yeah. else. That's what we've been doing for 15 years. It served us well. That's all you have to do. Don't worry about anybody else, particularly some of the naysayers at the at the place that we go and worship at every fortnight. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, Dino, we, hopefully I'll see more of you on the show next season because you are you are a credit to it. Last, but by no means least, the hinge to my brackets, the ball to my cannon, the <laughs> Morecambe to my wise, the absolutely fucking marvellous Jonathan Kidd. Um, I mean, you know, what can I say, you old sod? I mean, I love doing this show, and I, I, I get to see your little smiley face every week, and it makes me oh, laugh. What can I say? You are therapy it's, in itself. It's wonderful fun, Chidge, and it's a great joy doing it, so thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much for allowing me to be part of the team, and as you say so eloquently, the uh, the people you've got on, such as Tony, have such terrific um, loquaciousness and uh, ability to, to put their, their ideas across, and there are um, uh, it, it's it, it, the team you've got is just fantastic. You know what? Metaphorically speaking, if we'd have put the twelve of us that we've got in our mob out on the pitch every week at Stamford Bridge, we would have done better than twelfth. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> if it'd been a game of thought, yeah. Well, I think yes. that, that, we're, we're, that we are more of a team than that bunch of wankers would ever be. Yeah, yeah. And there's more leadership in this team. I mean, this is the beautiful thing that I have to grapple with every every week because there are no this is why this show's great because there are no shrinking violence everybody's got a personality everybody's got an attitude everybody's got a view 
and that's that's the joy of doing it and if you i mean i'm not saying i'm like a, a manager here or anything but if you are a football manager you want that in your team you want you want 11 leaders on the pitch you want 11 players of personality you know you want 11 yeah. players that have got a view and that's the trouble with chelsea at the moment because we don't have any yeah absolutely there we go what a fucking cracking way to end the show yeah. Love you all. You've been brilliant. Uh, the people that we also, also, of course, must say thank you to are the ma- massively brilliant people who who listen to the show every week, uh, download the podcast, the people who listen to us live on Mixler who have become great friends, some of whom we've never met, but we, we feel like we've known you forever, and the people who, of course, are on Patreon and Discord. You are you, Without you, we're nothing, and I fucking love you for it. Have a great summer. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. Stay sane. And we'll see you back in August, mate, for more Chelsea madness. What can I say? Thank you for listening. See you soon. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it Chelsea. I'm the Chelsea! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.